One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Yesterday they had one Harlem House or something like that. I was on there listening to them yesterday. Seed and Spark. Yeah, yeah. I think they're doing a circuit. They're going around. They're doing. They hitting up all the film events and conferences. Um, give filmmakers the opportunity to like not rely on like a sales agent or a distributor. Right. It's literally taking your film from like concept all the way through distribution. And um, they do a really good job of like giving people like tools to be able to do that. Yeah, because I'm looking at uh, trying to finance our project and in doing crowdfunding, you're right, it is really challenging. And I think one difference is that it's, it's probably so much different now than when crowdfunding first became, when Kickstarter, whatever, first kicked off. Now everybody and their mama is doing it. <laughs> so I know, I know. It's, it's so hard to get to break out from the crowd, so to speak. Now, so it's, it's like really challenging. So we're, we're doing it all the time, looking at other ways to finance your film because not saying it's impossible, impossible, but from my experience, last couple of projects were really, really, really challenging. Kamisha, I, I got to tell this story. I, while sitting here looking at you, I just remembered this story, and I'm, I've probably told it to you before. But years and years ago, back in 04, I did this film, Pieces of a Dream. And so then at uh, 05, the beginning, they had, at the Gene Sisko Center, they had Oscars uh, night. Uh, so I spent my little $175 ticket and went, and I went by myself, and it was cool, you know. And then I got tickets in the mail because I spent the money to go to the Oscars to the Black Harvest Film Festival back in 05, August. And I remember uh, they gave me two tickets. I'm like, what is this? I'm going to go. And so I went and I went by myself and I had the extra ticket in. And then you came in because somehow we had met while you were at Columbia College somewhere doing something. And I was like, um, hey, commission. So I was like, who am I going to give this ticket to? And you had a guest with you who still had to get a ticket. I said, I got an extra ticket. Go. And I gave it to you. I, I just remember that sitting there looking at you. I know you probably don't remember that. I, I probably, Harold, we, we've bumped into each other so many times, but I'm pretty sure I know exactly who that friend is because I've had like my um, my homies in Chicago that I used to roll with all the to all those events with. So I think I know who probably my one of my old roommates. And I was just sitting here smiling like, oh my God, that's right. Way back in eight, yeah. 2005, yeah, August, Black Harvest. And then I also remember uh, the Forgotten West. You were you were down in the set in Kankakee. Yeah, I worked on that a few days. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I remember sitting there doing the scene, sitting on the stomp with Adrice Degas. And uh, we were doing this dramatic scene, which is on my demo reel from years ago. And you, you were standing there. And then after cut, you looked at me and says, you said something inspiring. You're like, that was... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I remember that too. So I'm sitting here having these flashback moments of times we've spent together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going down memory lane. That's what's up. So was was there a moment that you knew, Kamisha, that you wanted to be a filmmaker, wanted to be, wanted to be a writer, director? Was, was it somebody's work or 
people's work that really inspired you? Yeah, you know what? I was inspired by a lot of, when I was in undergrad, I did undergrad in, at UNC Chapel Hill. I just used to love watching black indie films. Of course, Spike Lee inspired probably a lot of people. He was like the only one doing his thing back in the, the 90s. But I'm like, um, movies like Just Another Girl on the IRT. Oh, that's a classic, yeah. Uh, that, that one inspired me a lot because I was like, those are the type of films I want to make and have plenty I love. You know, oh, yeah. are really indie-ish type films. Like those filmmakers that came out like in the late 90s, like um, were inspired me because it, it just kind of made it accessible. Like I didn't realize um, until I went to school and took my first film class that you can actually go to school to be a filmmaker. Right. And so that's kind of what inspired me. And then I made a short film in undergrad and I loved the whole process of it. And because I was on the law school track and then I was like, well, and I was talking to people and then one of the advisors was like, um, you probably should apply to NYU or some film school and go to film school. And um, and so I, that's what I did. And I ended up choosing Columbia to go to grad school. Well, like, were your family members and loved ones, were they cool with you going from law to, to filmmaking? <laughs> One cool thing I can say is the advantage of being the fir a first generation college kid. They had, yeah. because I was the first, they was like, oh yeah. But it took my dad a long time to realize what I went to school for. Like for a long time, especially film school, because he was like grad school for film. Like it wasn't until I was seeing films home for him to watch that he right. actually knew what I was doing. Like he couldn't comprehend me going to film school. See, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, dad, this is this is kind of what I'm going to school to do. Like, yeah, it's nice, nice. wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that reminds me of another story. My father hadn't seen my work for all these years. You know, he passed back in 2012, but he hadn't, I used to just talk to him on the phone. Yeah, I'm an actor. Yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And so one day back in uh, maybe 2011 or 10, he was up in Chicago from Florida. And I sat him down and just put film after film after film after film and just sat there and just watched him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. So, so it's a beautiful thing where you can share with your, your family and your, your, your people that this is what I'm actually doing and I'm doing well at it. You know, and so it sounded, that was a beautiful story that you could send that to your dad and say, look yep. that. <laughs> and then he started showing people, especially when I got a website, like the insurance yeah. guy. He'll he'll call me from the insurance office. He's like, hey, hey, what's your website again so I can show so-and-so? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> You did a short with Christina Anthony? Yes. Stolen, okay, well, Stolen Pearls, yes. Stolen, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, we were in a theater troupe together here in Chicago, and we went to Second City together. So I was, uh, I was looking at your website, and I said, like, oh, I, mean, I, didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to finish looking at it, but I saw she was in it. Yeah, Christine, Christina is doing her thing. Like, it's so, she's doing it. Yeah, it's so great to see people early on in their careers and just see that hustle. Because I've been in contact with Christina off and on over the years. And just to see her hit it, like, really see the um, fruits of her labor pay off is really, re it's rewarding for me to be, like, a fan of hers and just, like, know that I've worked with her early on in her career and just to know how bad she wanted it. And just, oh, no doubt. And to see how hard she's worked and now she's got it. Oh, no question, no question. 
Yeah, just a side, I remember we were like emailing back and forth via the troop, and Christina sent an email, might have been like a year or two, maybe three years before she landed Blackish. And she was kind of saying how things were um, challenging. Is it, it's, is it mixed? Mixed? Uh, mix, mixed? Mixed? Yes. Mixed? My bad. Mixed? Right. And she was kind of saying how things were challenging, so on and so forth. And then a number of people hit her back saying, you know, you know, keep the faith, you got to keep the chin up, so on and so forth. And then a couple years later, yeah, mixed just pop, popped off. And I think that's part of it that whatever as corny as it sounds, whatever height you want to you want to hit, you got to stay on that grind. Yeah, because you may be just you may be striking out, getting a no and be just that close to things popping off, <laughs> things popping off. So always kind of staying in it and keeping the faith. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. People people want to throw in a towel when they're close because I've seen it all the time. People ready to quit and then boom, you have your suddenly moment. You just got to, it's you know, you just got to, um, what do you call it? Um, you got to just stick with it. Like be in it for the long haul. Yeah, uh, you had LaDonna Tittle uh, in the middle in Southern Cross. And, uh, you know, LaDonna's still here in Chicago doing her thing. I know, on the shy. Like, yeah, yeah, LaDonna is like, I love LaDonna. LaDonna. I love her too. (laughs) LaDonna brings life to the set. So I'm jealous with the crew, cast and crew of the shy because LaDonna on Southern Cross will come to set on her days off. Oh, Yeah. yeah, right. Cause she just wanted to be there and just like, she even helped with the food, setting up the food for the um, dinner table scene. Like I love LaDonna. She was so much fun. You yeah. know, one quick funny story. We were shooting the dinner scene. <laughs> you all know this story, right? And so we were shooting the dinner scene and LaDonna Tittle had this one, uh, whatever line was, she kept uh, messing up the line. And so Harold was like, come on LaDonna. And then she got the line, and it was Harold's time to shoot. And Harold started messing up his line, right? I was sweating. I was sweating. I said, yeah, see? You put all that pressure on somebody else. (laughs) That's my favorite scene of um, Southern Cross, the dinner table scene. It's, you know, it's beautifully shot. Um, And then all of you together at the table scene. Always, like, I get the fuzzies, the warm fuzzies every time I go back and watch that scene. You You guys were amazing in that. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun shoot. That was a fun shoot. And, and Shavaz Ravine. Yeah. She's, she's out in New York now. Oh, she's been out there forever, too. Yeah, Shavaz is a hustler. Um, she um, She's in, doing a lot of theater stuff now. What, what is the theater scene like in L.A.? Man. It's, you know, L.A. is a film and TV town. So right. there, there, there is theater here, but um, it's not. People do it, I think, just to exercise those muscles. I don't think it's, you know, people go, but I think it's really just um, a, a form of people. If it's not like Broadway um, right. or one of like the big theaters, I think people go just because they want to act and they want to stay active. Okay. In, between, in between the movies Yeah, and in TV. between the movies and TV, you know, people, I think it's good. Like, you know, I think the best actors are those who trained in theater. So yeah, me, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So like real quick, so big picture, we have like three minutes left. Okay. So where, where, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be in terms of your career? Big picture. And like I said, checks in the mail, popping off already. Where, where do you see yourself? Um, definitely, of course, making um, thoughtful films, films that um, are entertaining and people um, inspire people. Um, 
but I also want to help other people too. Like one of my dreams is to be able to help other people finance their films. And I'm hoping that God blesses me to be able to do that. That's the big picture is to be able to finance other people's films. Right. So, so along those lines, so for, there was an aspiring filmmaker that was looking to, to make a career, what advice would you, would you give them? Um, make is, I don't care what life throws you or how you got to pay them bills, but make sure you're making films. I would say focus on that, building your portfolio, strengthening your craft and never giving up. Kamisha, if nobody told you today, I love you. you oh, I love you too, Harold. I love you, you too, Brad. We got love for you. We got love for you. No doubt about it. Hey, we appreciate it big time doing this interview with us and no doubt all the best of luck in the future. Uh, yeah, you have any upcoming projects coming up? I do. Um, I actually have a screening, a virtual screening, screening of my latest short film, Destiny's Road, which is a proof of concept for a feature that I'm currently um, hoping to get financed soon. Um, you can check it out, the Black Truth Film Festival on June 10th. Take June 10th. $2. <laughs> $2. No excuse. $2. And real quick, do, uh, you, have a, you have a website that people can check out? Yes. KamishiaWooten.com. K-A-M-E-I-S-H-I-A-W-O-O-T-E-N.com. There you have it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. And for Brad and Harold. Harold, we're out of here. Until next time, dream big, dare to be great. Later. Peace. All right. Thank you. Oh la la. Yes.